Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome to episode 310. We're going to get to that here in a few minutes, but just need to get some business out of the way. This is the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. No, no, start over. I want more excitement. That was lame. Come on, try again. Okay, okay, here we go. Hold this on. Isn't your, yeah. This isn't a job, Steve. This is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Jesus. man. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm wearing shorts. I'm very relaxed. Hold you on. Let wearing, me. Why are you wearing shorts? Hey. Hey, now. Chug hey. that beer right now. All right, hold on. Not the Miller right. Light. What oh are you, God. 40? What? Crack this bush light right here. Let me crack this bush light right here. It's warm. Drink it. <laughs> oh, dude, I can smell the yeast. We're the, all drinking it. It is so warm, the yeast baked inside this beer. It, it, there, it's bread in here. That's you your deserve, crotch, bro. Hurry up. Drink I'm drinking that. liquid bread. You deserve this. It's disgusting. Oh, my God. God you I should probably cut this out of the podcast, but I'm not going to. I'm sticking to our guns. Wow, that, that was my God. God. Smokes. Good work, Are you okay? Um, all right, this is a, <laughs> Steve, I'm not kidding. Steve really just chugged a whole beer. Dude, that's dude, that was a, dude, that, that was beer is a fast. week old. Sorry, we killed a minute already. So if you've tuned out, I apologize. But tune Woo. back in. It's a working class bow hunter podcast presented by Scent Crusher. ScentCrusher.com. Man, if it wasn't for Scent Crusher, we wouldn't have Steve on the podcast because <laughs> he does kill scent. Scent Crusher does kill his scent and all of ours for hunting season. Um, also brought to you by HHA Sports. Now use code WCB15 at HHASports.com. Save yourself some money. Um, and they're also sponsoring our Carbon TV series. Which just launched. Just launched this just week. Launched. And also I want to apologize for this airing later than normal. We have internet issues in little small town Sherrard, Illinois. And what are you going to do? God, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, check out our Carbon TV series and HHA uh Podcast is also brought to you by North American Whitetail Championship. You can use code WCB twenty five to enter that championship. You get a you get a huge package full of stuff, um, including a Tacticam. That's a major part in that competition, and you can go to the championship to win fifty thousand dollars. Exactly. So kill the deer you were going to kill anyway. Yep. And you could potentially win money. Film it. 
Man. And prizes and hunts and all right. that stuff. And if you're in our area and you win, you might be able to do a podcast with us. Oh. It's happened Ooh. before, has it not? It's happened mm. twice now. Anything twice. can yeah. happen. Anything uh, is possible. Anything. The podcast <laughs> is also brought to you by Lone Wolf Custom Gear, and that is LoneWolfCustomGear.com. For the, for all you guys that pre-ordered, I know sticks are shipping out, stands are shipping soon. Um, a lot of big things planned with, with Lone Wolf Custom Gear. It's going to be a game changer. Hey, i got to ask. You're friends with him. Does Cody hate me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Okay. Um, com. <laughs> the podcast is also brought to you by Elite Archery. We're all shooting the Ritual 35s and the Ritual 30. Amazing stuff. Uh, the shoot is from time we record. It's a month away from the time yes, of this exactly recording. exactly a month away. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we ordered the targets last week. Um. We have some amazing sponsors that sponsored the targets that helped us get good quality targets. Um, shooters, big shout out to Shooters Archery, the McDaniels. Um, they're going to be at the shoot. Cody DeQuisto will be at the shoot. Um, there might be a full blown one with custom gear giveaway at the shoot. Um, the Big Ten's going to be there. Lots of Big Ten stuff being given away. Hunters Blend Coffee is going to be there. For the ladies, the we're setting up is. a Steve uh, kissing booth, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. cool. That's yeah. if you miss the target. Yeah. Twenty, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. If you lose an arrow, I got to get a kiss right on the lips. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't have any lips, but the ladies do. So if you miss an arrow, ladies, you better start practicing right now. There's going to be Kristen McDaniel will be there, and she's not missing. And if she does miss, then you have to do a Josh. So yeah, he's going to give me a uh, pal right in the kisser. That dude, uh, I don't want to mess with that dude. Josh McDaniel, <laughs> you still do it, a right? beast. Well, Kristen ain't going to miss, so I'm not even counting on that yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good point. Nah. It's a good shot. But hopefully there's some uh, some of them Instagram huntresses that are uh, not good shots, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure they're all mad at us. I don't think any of them will be there. <laughs> yeah, way to go, Kurt, talking shit on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Love her for likes. What is that fucking shit? <laughs> <laughs> is bullshit. Oh, hey, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch they just Peter. signed out without you knowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. They're there. <laughs> dude, he was so close. They're, fil- they're filming for, the, for yeah. the show. We figured we'd do it here. It's your thing, right? <laughs> dude, I was so glad that dude came on, and he was like, hey, yeah, I got to come awesome. defend it. Dude, that was the shit, dude. I, I, got, I got so much respect for for that dude and uh yeah he was awesome gone, so. we got some good feedback from that They're like man it's pretty cool like you guys like still voiced your opinion from the program <laughs> to the program of outdoor channel <laughs> that you think that show's bullshit dude, he's, he's such a cool dude I he wonder... was cool he was really cool but uh that show is bullshit um, <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it is um if you want coffee i brought it up uh use code working class for 10 percent off huntersblendcoffee.com it's delicious actually really it's a really amazing coffee uh, what else? Combination Creative. They are producing the Carbon TV series. Check it out. First episode, Rut Daniels, the legend. The legend himself. Mm-hmm. Kurt, mm. do you got to say, dude, you had really pretty eyes on that episode. Jordan fluffed you up did a little you, bit. Did it good for you. It was, the ring, it was the ring lighting. It was. Dude, that ring lighting is awesome. It's always cool when you're talking to people. You get to see it like that ring. It, dude, it's awesome. By the way, if you go watch this episode, it's only like a six, seven minute episode, but it's like a interview. I mean, you can tell. I think you can tell it's full blown off the top of our heads because <laughs> you and I at first, Steve, we kind of like we st- we stuttered a little bit, and then even even uh, Bud stuttered when he's like working class Bohana, big big fans of mine, and they started to laugh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what's funny is like I was like thinking about I did what every amateur interviewer does. 
I wasn't thinking about what he was saying because we were freestyling so hard. It was like the first video one we did of that, like the show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was thinking about what I was going to ask him next without listening to his answer. And he said, uh, big, big fans of mine. And I missed his joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I heard. I was just like playing along. Like, I, dude, this yeah, guy's I, like I a thought super... we were doing a thing where we're, we weren't going to laugh. That's luckily, I, someone broke the seal, so I was like, oh, we're good. I got I got to a point where I was just trying to get him to yeah. pop. <laughs> but, yeah. dude, it's, Steve's like, you know, we're honored to have you here. I, can I just have one strand of hair? Dude, Red Daniels is on it. No, that's a little mm. bit creepy. I'll do it for you. Yeah, he's like, I'll, I'll do it for you. Did you ever get that strand of hair? Uh, I, I had to take it. Oh. Corner into the bathroom, but uh, that's not on video. Well, it's on security camera footage, but uh, the cops have that. So. It was a head hair, right? Yeah, <laughs> most likely. Probably. Hopefully. Allegedly. I think so. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. We had some good episodes coming down the pipe uh, on Carbon. Uh, that'll be – we're going to launch one – not actually an episode, but a video that will be on our Carbon series. The week after, there will be uh, another good podcast with uh, Drury, with uh, Matt and Terry, and then some other big ones coming down the run Holy. on that. So check it out. Give us a uh, – a rating. Give us a 10-star rating or whatever. Yeah. Give us a good carbon score. We, we got a pretty it. decent one now. It just needs to be better. It needs to be 10. I don't know what you guys are thinking. It needs to be 10. Why are we not 10? I mean, like, you Dude, know. We're I, like a 7. We are. We're, we're a, a 7. We're a C. I mean, a 7 is swipeable on Tinder. I mean, but, I know we're like 7 looking, but like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on. We just feel it. bad for us and give us a 10. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? It's like going to take no more time out of your day than it would for you to check your bank account and be like, I ain't got no money, so I guess I'm going to hit McDonald's again. Same amount of time. Just go to Carbon <laughs> TV and just be Less like, yeah, time. 10. <laughs> Less time, dude. Plus, you get to feel better about yourself. So there you go. We need to get to this episode. If we do, let's get into it right now. How's that sound? Work, it is episode number 310 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, beautiful Buckatorium, lovely Sherrard, Illinois. I am Steve. In the studio today is Kurt. Hello. He lives here. Tank intern Tank. How's it going? And man, what a fine porn stash on porn stash Doug. How you doing? Howdy. Uh, Doing yeah, good. Just, dude, you just killed the <laughs> yeah, mood. that's my bad. Good lord. Thank <laughs> God, man. Hey, it's a beautiful sunny day. Uh, the corn's actually finally starting to grow around here, so. Knee high by the 4th hey, of July. bro, you know, you know what yeah, that means? Happen. No. It, it, dude, it's it's only like, you know, crock high by the 4th of July, <laughs> and that means we're going to have a late rut, I think, this year. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't say that. Just saying, dude. That corn's growing late, dude. We're having hey, a late Hey, Steve, rut. you want to introduce our guest? I do want to introduce our guest. As a matter of fact, he's been waiting patiently on the phone. We've got Greg from Accessible Hunter. Greg, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, yeah. man. I, I have a feeling that you're going to hang up after this podcast and probably never listen to us again. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. You guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. Dude, I'm, I'm glad he. I'm glad he waited on the phone that whole time. <laughs> we didn't make him sit through the whole entire intro. Just for everyone's <laughs> yeah. aware. Uh, you want to fire out? I figure we'll just start it right out the gate with the veteran shout out. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and do that. And so this vet that I'm gonna shout out this week, it um, it's awesome to us because we love shoot, shouting out our vets. Um, however, Greg sent this one over, so I'm gonna read uh, what he sent. This is the vet is major and he's retired. Ricky Mills. Um, Ricky Mills is a retired special forces major. Um, he was hit by a vehicle uh, riding his bike in Germany while training for the Ironman marathon. 
Wow. After, yeah. After his injury, he continued to dedicate his life to others and starting Wild Jaeger, a group of men and women who hunt all over the world, teaching ethical habits and advocating hunting and everything else outdoor that the outdoors has to offer. So he's got a website, wildjaeger.com. He's also on Facebook and Instagram. So not only, Ricky, thank you for your service to this country. We appreciate it dearly. But thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Ricky. Yeah. Also, Thanks. thank you for everything that you do for the hunting community because – He's giving back. He's giving back in any way he can. So we appreciate that. Uh, Greg, thank you for sending that in. And for that, uh, I think I'm going to chug another beer to that. How does that sound? <laughs> That's perfect. To Ricky. That's He's perfect. still alive. But, you know. I'll crack Thank you for full. your service. I was going to drink one anyway, but I'll, I'll definitely dedicate this one to you, sir. Thank you for your service. <laughs> well, thanks for sending that in, Greg. That's awesome, man. Oh, Rick, Ricky's a great guy, and uh, I've hunted with him a number of years. You know, we traveled around together, and... He's a lot of fun to go out with. He'd fit right in with you boys, uh, drinking and hunting and, and raising hell. So <laughs> well, send him our way. Let's get him on. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'll, I'll pass that along to Ricky. He'd he'd, he'd love that, uh, and you guys would love him. He's he's an awesome guy. Hey, make sure he listens first before we <laughs> yeah. do all that, because he might be like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was about to say, call him right now. What's he doing? <laughs> not not a whole lot scares Ricky. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So Greg, tell us about you, an accessible hunter, man. Like what what all piled this in? Because I. I don't know. It wasn't too long ago you were messaging us and just an awesome supporter of what we're doing, and we just really appreciate it. And we kind of got the chit chat, and it's like, hey, let's schedule a podcast. So I'm kind of interested in hearing your backstory and and how you got to where you are today, and and let's hear about it. Sure. Well, um, I'm 51 years old, and uh, I've been hunting since I was 12. Um, you know, I'm a Pennsylvania uh, small town kind of guy. And uh, everybody hunts at 12 in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So uh, Whether you want to or not, right? <laughs> Whether you want to or not, schools are closed, <laughs> you have to go. It's, it's definitely a rule. Um, but my dad took me hunting, and uh, I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, uh, I love hunting and, and getting a good start, and I think it's, it's, it's awesome for young kids. But I've been hunting since I was 12, and I started bow hunting whenever I was 16 with some friends that were really super into bow hunting. And, uh, taught me a lot and I, I learned a lot and I continued to hunt just like everybody else, you know, in tree stands and hunting all over uh, Pennsylvania and um, trying to get better and, uh, you know, refine the craft of, of bow hunting. And um, my injury happened. I was actually 31 and I was living in uh, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Um, I was up there for work and I had a diving accident and I broke my neck at the C4-5 level which basically I'm just paralyzed from the chest down. Like um, I lose feeling above my nipples. If you draw a line across my chest, um, that's where I feel is like above my, my nipples, uh, below my nipples. I don't, I've got some arm movement, but I can't feel my arms and I can't feel my hands. Wow, um, man. Jeez. So yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. Um, but I've been a quad for 20 years now, but um you know, you, you adapt to things and I've had a, a great support system. Um, starting off with my injury, I mean, the paramedics and everybody late flighted me from Cape Cod up to Boston to uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital. And I was basically in a induced coma for a month up there. And uh, they kind of got me stabilized. I was on a ventilator and I had pneumonia up the whole time I was there. Wow. And, yeah, it, it was – I don't remember it, fortunately. They they give you so many drugs that, you know, you kind of kind of forget that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. my, my family did some research, and they found out that Shepherd Center in Atlanta, Georgia, had a really good uh, 
spinal cord injury hospital. So they made arrangements and flew me down to Atlanta and I was still on a vent and um, they ambulance met us at the, at the airport and got me into the hospital and they were suctioning me and stuff like that because uh, I couldn't breathe and it was pretty touch and go there at the uh, beginning. But slowly and surely, like a week went by and they got me stable and I was still on a vent, but um, they had therapeutic recre- recreational people come to the room and they were like, you know, you're a young guy, 31. Uh, what's your background? What, what do you like to do? And I was like, well, you know, I, I hunt, I fish, I skydive, I ride motorcycles. You know, I went, went through the whole list of stuff I, I used to do. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, there's no reason why you can't go shooting and, and, and hunting again. And I don't know if I was ready to hear it at the time or not, but when they took me down to the gym and kind of showed me other people in wheelchairs, you know, shooting and, and not only shooting, but shooting well, I thought, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can do this. And that thought stayed with me. I wasn't strong enough for, for a number of years to actually act on it, but that, that being exposed to it, that put that idea in my head that, you know, maybe I can still do this at a later time. Wow, man. You know, and that, that hits home to us because, you know, we're all pretty close to that age. I'm 29 myself. You know, most everybody here yeah. is that age. So I can't imagine, you know, being at this point in my life and, and having something like that happen. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's good to hear that even in this point, such as yourself, you had this happen and now you're overcoming and you've created something that's, that's good for a lot of people. It's just, it's hitting mm-hmm. home and it's, it's cool to hear you say that, that, you know, I, we're going to get into, more of that, what you're right. Oh, the big thing is, it's like about, you maintained just, a positive attitude. Yeah. I, I imagine maybe it wasn't. I mean, maybe it was at first, but I can imagine it'd be hard to like maintain it. But it's just crazy, man. It's it's crazy to well, think about. You know, you you guys are all strong guys, and uh, you, you're successful at what you do for a reason. And I was kind of like type A personality, and you know, did a lot of different things. I was really physically active, and that's probably what saved my life um, with being in such good shape even in my, even in my 30s and you you work with what you got and at, at first i mean naturally i was i was devastated i i went through you know depression and and it, it took me a long time just to be able to move my arms i mean that was a that was a huge deal just to be able to feed myself let alone do anything else you know and yeah. um not having the use of the hands i i think that's that's harder than anything else um you know i have a power wheelchair and stuff that gets me around sometimes just not being able to use my hands is probably the the hardest but um people have all different levels of injury and you and i could be the same level of an injury c4 or 5 and you might be able to feel something or you might be able to use your you know wrist better than me so no no two people are, are kind of alike and i know medically everything's gotten a lot better in the last 20 years too that you know they they do a little bit better job getting people um, back to the highest function that they can uh, right away. Yeah, man, that's it's crazy, but it's kind of neat that that one thing like they kind of showed you like people are still shooting and hunting and doing that, and you kind of like kept that in mind the whole time. Is that like a? I mean, obviously the outdoors were a thing that were a major part of your life since you were twelve. Would you say that's the number one thing that like kept you motivated through all this is to get back to that point to enjoy what you enjoyed before? You, you know, it's that's exactly right. That it was kind of a motivating factor that you know someday I'm going to be able to get back to it. You know, I got to got to take small steps and I'm going to get there first. First, I had to get healthy and um, and get a little bit stronger. And this is like years, guys. I mean, 
I didn't hunt for 10 years. Um, but, but in that 10 years, I went back to school. I got my master's in rehabilitation counseling and assistive technology. I, you know, took different classes, learned how to do things differently. And that kind of put me on the road to, well, there's got to be a better way to be able to do this. Um, I've, I've got to have some kind kind of technology. It, at the time I was at Shepherd, they showed me some computer uh, technology. It was Multimedia Max that controlled your home. If you wanted your light, lights on, you could ask Max to turn them on and stuff. Um, you know, you could make phone calls through the computer and stuff. That was all cutting edge in 1999. Now I control my house by Alexa. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Ninety-nine dollar thing. I mean, yeah. it works better than Max ever did. Yeah. Now the government's listening, so there you go. That's a, it. Got it, you got the government subsidy. That's why Alexa's so cheap. Hey, Alexa, play Working Class Bowhunter podcast. <laughs> She's probably hearing you. It might kick on it while yeah, your, probably, inter- your internet's down right now, so it ain't yeah, happening. Yeah, Sam's upstairs. Dude, I'm on so many lists because of you guys, I'm sure, you know, government watch list. <laughs> the hell is he listening to? Dude, I'm never going to be able to run for political office. We've already oh, established hey, that. We're fucked. <laughs> yeah, dude. If dude, if we ever get any, like, level of fame or whatever and the shit starts coming out with all the... Yeah, yeah, we're done. No, yeah, Sorry, dude. guys. I sunk us. Dude, it's like, you know how some celebrities think their career is like a tweet from 10 years ago? They're just oh, like, dude, there's 400 episodes of these dudes saying shit that'll sink anybody's career. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll be right there with you guys, so you won't be lonely. <laughs> you, you'll be our spokesperson. Can you be our lawyer? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna need some of that sympathy. They're like, all right, yeah, these guys are all right, we're all right, dudes. <laughs> we'll, we'll play the wheelchair card. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. You got it, brother. <laughs> Greg's got our back. Damn. All right, so Greg, you, so you went ten years, and in that time, you mentioned you got your master's. And uh, maybe, that's pretty inspiring, man. Yeah, actually, dude, I I don't want to want to jump too far, but there is a question I I I thought of because our our good friend TJ went through not a similar. I mean, it's kind of similar, not detail. but not but not but not the same. But the question I wanted to ask you is how? Oh shit! No, it's all good. I just my do not disturb is oh. not working <laughs> on my phone him. because I don't know why. <laughs> what? Uh, We're good. Sorry, guys. What I want to ask is. You know, and you you can get in into that more. Maybe I'm I'm jumping the gun, but how was that after ten years of you just working, grinding to get out there to just kill your first critter? What was that feeling like? It was better than anything you can imagine. I mean, if you're a hunter and you kill your first deer when you're young, you know how excited you get and you're yeah. you're shaking. And I mean, it's like the greatest feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I, I killed a doe at 20 yards. I, I went with a group, group of guys and we were actually hunting in a woodlot in a cemetery. And this doe walked by at 20 yards and I made a really good shot on her and she didn't go another 15 or 20 yards and went down. And you would have thought I killed, a, you know, a Boone 180 and Crockett. class yeah, deer. <laughs> I mean, I was hooting and hollering and everybody around me was too. It was it was awesome, and it was just like such an accomplishment that yes, I can still do this. I mean, I I do it differently. I do it with equipment. Um, I've got like a twenty yard kill zone um, that I can move left and right with my brace, and basically the deer has to have a death wish and walk into my scope. <laughs> but you know, if if you do your homework and and you try and you try hard eventually one of them's going to do that and that's when you have to be ready and, and take the shot but it was the best feeling in the world it, it really was 
That's awesome, that's, man. Yeah, that that's had to have been like the craziest, like the craziest feeling. Like I'm back here, it is, yeah. and then it just. I imagine I, the emotion would just be so intense. I, I I distinctly remember saying, "I can I can do this. I can still do this, and and it's gonna it's gonna be okay." You know, and it, it's funny the things that run through your mind. And I can't tell you what I had for lunch today, but I can tell you, you know, it was 22 yards, and you know, I made it made a shot with my Horton crossbow, and I mean it. It, it sticks with you the, the hunts that you remember yeah yeah that is cool yeah and all that's true is you know i remember almost every detail of every successful hunt i remember the dates i remember i can tell you what the weather was like i can and a lot of them i can tell you my mindset going in i can even remember like climbing up the tree that day like just weird stuff that didn't necessarily matter to it um, but it's weird that when you're passionate about the outdoors how your brain locks onto certain <laughs> things yeah hey kurt what were you wearing when your daughter was born I could not tell you. <laughs> Honestly, what, what, what time of day was it when you shot your buck last? Uh, your last buck, my last the big buck, bastard. It was an hour before <laughs> dark. Such a, <laughs> like four thirty p.m. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, why would I remember what I'm wearing though? There's more important things happening. I'm just, that, I'm, dude, you know? I'm just giving you a hard time, bro. Yeah, but I mean, no, it's true though. Yeah, it is. It's it's those things that you're passionate about. That's why you know, after a ten year hiatus, it's something that you're constantly building towards. Dude, that payoff was probably great. I bet that was the most delicious meal the first time. Uh, what, it, what, was the, what was the first meal that you ate off that dough? Uh, backstraps. Oh, of course. Yeah. I bet, I bet course. those were delicious. Oh, man. It, and that particular day got even better, though. Um, the, the group I was hunting with, <clears throat> it was um, Whitetail Management out of Pittsburgh. And we, we, got the, we got the dough, and I was so excited. I was like, this is great. And they said, you're not done yet. You, you can get a buck here. And it was, they're all free ranging, but it was in a, like, uh, city cemetery that they were doing, uh, um, population control. Oh, cool. And, and so they, they said, you know, we're, we're going to stick around and maybe you can get a shot at a buck. So it was almost evening and I, I shot an eight point and I was a lot more nervous with the eight point. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Did, didn't make quite the perfect shot on it, but it ran maybe 50, 75 yards and, um, they they tracked it and got it for me, and cool. I, I got that deer mounted, and it's in my bedroom. And I think about you know that hunt all the time, and uh, it's just awesome. I mean, the people you meet, where you go, people can't do enough for you. I mean, I, I'm I'm very very blessed and very very thankful with people. You know, that's very yeah. cool. What is what's your like shoot setup? Like, what are you shooting? How does it work? Um, I know we're going to get a lot of those questions if we, if we don't cover it. I mean, can you kind of just break down that whole process? Like, what's the aiming process like? And, and just just break it down for us. Sure. Um, well, I started off with, like, a commercial mount, and Buckmaster's Disabled Deer Foundation sent me the mount. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, that's yep. – I had no idea either. Yep, so this this was years ago, you know, um, like in like 20, 20, 2009 or uh, – 2010 but they had sent me a, a real real simple mount and it worked it worked good and i had the horton crossbow well after i had a little bit of success you know i, I started tweaking stuff i'm like well you know maybe we could do do something a little bit better so after like three different mounts i'm, I'm using a mount that i designed and my buddy jesse welded for me um he's a journeyman so he welds great and <laughs> <laughs> what what it what it does is I have a a seat plate, and then the mount sits between my knees into that uh, tubing, and I can move left and right. Like I said, about um, 
you know, 20, 25 yards, depending on how far they're out there. And I try to set up with the right elevation, but if, if I'm off on my elevation, I can use my power wheelchair to tilt back. I've got uh, rehab seating on my uh, everyday chair and my hunting chair. I'll, I'll tell you about that too. But <laughs> the, the setup I have, I, I made the mount just because all the commercial mounts, and there's some great ones out there, be adaptive, make some really good mounts. But everybody's ability is just a little bit different. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted a custom mount that sat you know, close to me that I could get good scope re- relief on a rifle or I even have scopes on my shotguns for turkey hunting and stuff because I have, I have trouble aiming, getting my head down on it. But so I made this mount specifically for me and I bought a sip and puff trigger mechanism off the, the adaptive. And what that is, is it's just a straw that you suck on it and it pulls the trigger for you. Wow. Um, no way. Yeah. Man. So it's it's pretty high tech and the electric trigger plugs into my track fab uh, all-terrain track chair um i started off at shepherd uh or yeah shepherd using a bmf trigger activator a lady in texas her dad designed it and he used to give it to shepherd center you know for new patients and in the last 10 years i've contacted grace and we've become really good friends and i said I owe my hunting to your dad because without him making that BMF uh, trigger activator, I'd have never thought I'd be able to hunt again, you know, and things wow. kind of go, go full circle. And a lot of people complain about the internet or, you know, Facebook and stuff, but man, I've, I've met some great people and touch base with a lot of people around the country and around the world and, and figured out a lot of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The internet has like a, a bad rap. It, the internet sucks from the outer side, but when you dive in and the connections you make, like, like this, I imagine off this podcast, we're all going to keep in touch and be friends from here on out. Like just like little things like this are amazing, especially in the hunting community. It's easy on the outside to pick it apart to make it seem like a bad thing, yeah. and we're all guilty of that. I definitely am, especially on the <laughs> podcast. And some things need addressed, um, but deep down in the core, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I think that's awesome. You got that that cat that's making these 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 mechanisms in Texas, sending them to Atlanta. And it's changing guys' lives such as yourself just because another guy's like, hey, this helped me. Maybe it can help someone. And it changed your life. You know, that, that that's awesome, man. Dude, that's the good part that we don't talk about because bad news makes money. Good news does not make money. That's exactly right. Those are facts. <laughs> hate to say it, dude. Good news does not make money. If if good news made money, you would not hear about any bad shit on the news. Just science. So, Greg, what's your current like crossbow setup? I'm shooting the 10-point uh, Stealth NXT. I, I just got it last year, and I, I've been shooting 10-point the last few years, and I really like the uh, Stealth. It, it's so small. When when I'm in a ground blind, I've got my chair that's 30 inches wide and has you know uh, tracks on the side of it, and then somebody's always hunting with me. So if I have a smaller profile crossbow, it, it's a lot easier in a ground blind, uh, especially when you're trying to move left and right and, and that kind of deal. So I really like 10-point. They've, they've treated me good. Um, I live in Pittsburgh, PA, and their uh, factories over in Ohio, so it's not that far to go over if something needs addressed or something like that. They've always given good you know, customer service, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But um, I know a lot of guys shoot different crossbows, and I, I think they're all good. I mean, they've, they've come a long way. It just depends on what you want to shoot and how deep your pockets are. And, you know, a dead deer is still a dead deer, whether you shot a $200 crossbow or a $1,200 crossbow. 
Oh. Right. No, that's cool, man. That's awesome. That's crazy. Like just some of the setups out there. I had, to, you know, of course I, yeah. I didn't know about them, but it's interesting to hear all that. I feel like it's important for everyone to kind of know about that stuff. And, and the, the good thing about uh, crossbows now too is they have the crank, so like you don't have to pull mm-hmm. them back. Somebody can crank it really easy, even if they're not strong. Uh, you know, it's it's a I can't crank it myself, but somebody else always cranks it for me, and it it, it works out pretty good. That's cool. Yeah, too yep. bad Steve's not closer because he's just a ground blind hunter. <laughs> yeah. So he could just kind of – you guys could hang out and podcast in the blind. Dude, wouldn't that be a good idea? I'd, I'd be into that. Hey, yeah, are, are, you, are you a drinker, hey, What Greg? we could do, Greg, we'll just <laughs> we fire Steve, hire you to be on the podcast, and Steve can just be your crank guy. He can just <laughs> run the crank. That's it. That's all he's for. And then say dumb shit to you in the blind. That, that would be a pretty cool title to have, crank guy, huh? Dude, I want to go. I want to go hunting camp with Greg because Greg's probably my like dude. He's my bird dog. You'd be my wingman, and I think no, you'd be his wingman. Yeah. Yeah, Come on, man. Sure. I was trying to sell myself, but yeah, I know. I'm like, I'll be like, ladies, this is my buddy, and he's like, hey. Ladies, this is my crank guy. <laughs> he he cranks up my uh, my crossbow, and I go uh, kill the does <laughs> and bucks. Dude, I, I, I have no I have no trouble sending a bolt downrange. I got a good ethical ethical shot. I don't get picky. <laughs> I love it, man. That's super cool. So what? How did this all lead into what I, I'm just going to call your brand, Accessible Hunter? Um, kind of just bring. Where did that like start? Yeah. Um, after I had that, that hunt with Waytel management and I was kind of figuring things out, you know, like how to get in there, how to try to stay scent free in a wheelchair, if, if at all possible, you know, hunting with the wind, the whole archery, you know, Bible, I thought, well, there's not a lot of information out on the internet cause I was searching myself and I thought, well, if, if it's not out there, maybe, maybe I should put it out there. So in, in 2010, I started the accessible hunter blog and I ran that, you know, and I, I still run it, but I'm not active on it since I switched to, to Facebook. It's just easier to post to Facebook and answer questions. And it seems like I get a lot more questions and answers. And other people can post to my Facebook uh, Accessible Hunter page of their success and what they're doing and how they're doing things different than I'm doing it. And it's just kind of like a whole sharing of knowledge. Um, but it all started with my blog in 2010. That's very cool, man. That's awesome. I know... I started. I noticed you, of course, when you like message us, and you started reaching out. Um, so you started that in 2010. When did you start listening to us? Kind of, I'm kind of bringing it into the connection how we're on the show, or you're on the show right now. I've only listened to you guys for the last year, um, so I I wish I would have known about podcast before that. But I think I seen I seen I I want to say I googled hunting podcast. And you guys come up, and I was like hooked. I was like, these are the guys I could drink with, I could hunt with. <laughs> um, you know, you, you're you're kind of like like me. I mean, I got tattoos, I drink, I raise hell, and uh, I love I, it. I, I like to, I like to have a good time. I mean, I, I want to be successful. I want to kill deer, but that's not the end of the world, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I I enjoy being out there, and I, I love I love October in Pennsylvania. That's just awesome. So uh, only about a year. Cool, man. How, how many episodes do you think you listen to? Uh, Hopefully not the first, like, 50. Yeah, good God. <laughs> no, I'd, 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 I'd say, like, the last 20, maybe 25. Oh, thank God. <laughs> We're safe. Oh. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I, 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 I thought, like I said, you guys do a hell of a job. 
<laughs> we do a hell of a job. Maybe don't, now. Don't maybe. go too deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. If you think we do a hell of a job now, <laughs> shit, don't, don't go back and listen to any episodes, especially uh, like 194. Is that the first one oh. I got fired on? I, can't I don't remember. know. I've been fired on a couple of these. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to list going 194 now. Oh, God. I don't, I don't think it's that one. Steve just threw out a random number. He doesn't actually know. <laughs> it's kind of cool that all came to be, though. Like, with Facebook, it's just a lot of people to get, like, different reaches. What What is your Facebook? Can you plug that? I know Accessible Hunter, but do you know, is it just Facebook slash Accessible Hunter? Yes. Yes, I, I, that's what it is. And Instagram? And Instagram, it's Accessible Hunter, all one word. Very cool, man. Very cool. I feel like we're missing something to this story somewhere. Or uh, Steve, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm running a blank right now. I need to drink another beer. Yeah, <laughs> you, you do that. Um, so, accessible hunter, you you put it out there on your website that you want people to reach out to you, and if they're in a similar situation, or you know, they they've got a situation where they're essentially you know disabled. I want to know a success story. I want you to share like a feel-good story of somebody who might have reached out to you, you helped them throughout the process, and they've harvested a, a critter, and they had that same feeling that you had. Do you have any of those stories that you can share? Um, let's see. He's just My, like, nope. He's like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> it just kind of, kind of caught, caught me off guard on that a little bit. But um, when I go to like uh, a, a hunt or like um, – Last last year, I hooked up with um, Dan Christina from Wheels from the Woods, and you know he and I are kind of kind of close geographically, and he was posting some pictures about shooting and and uh, you know getting accurate with with his AR and uh, his setup. So he and I touched base, and um, I kind of hooked him up with kind of my ideas on uh, the sip and puff trigger, and you know being. Uh, more stable like on the front of my mount i i didn't mention this but i have a hog saddle mount Do you guys ever heard of those i have not uh, i don't think so a, a lot of rifle shooters will, will, will use them uh, snipers and things that it, it's kind of like a big clamp that you can hold your rifle your shotgun or your uh crossbow in mm-hmm. and when things are locked down tight um you're going to be more accurate naturally so um i kind of kind of helped dan out with with his setup and he was successful this year um i get a lot of questions from guys that are running gun clubs like how to set up accessible shoots and kind of like ideas about accessibility and um that's cool man that you can get involved in that type of thing Mm -hmm. yeah right and and guys that um have hunting camps uh that want to make things a little bit more accessible or they're already, they already got ramps on their, on their lodges and they're like, well, we want to take the next step. So what do we do? You know, how do we get guys uh, out hunting or we have a, an aging problem, you know, with our hunting population that guys can't get out as, as much as they, they used to when they were younger. And if we can get them, you know, an accessible wheelchair, like I use like the track fab or an action track uh, chair, um, you know how how to get people out. I get a lot of questions like that answered. Um, I I just try to be a a resource for people whenever they they send a message or contact me. That's very gotcha. cool, man. That is cool. You and know, then we, at the end, if you want, you're more than welcome to. I don't know if you want to put your phone number out on this, but you know, if you want to do that for people that have questions or need help with something like that, you're more than welcome to. Okay. Um, I, he's I like, no, but I don't want to yeah. do that. But he's like, <laughs> he's gonna hang up before yeah, just that. Message through Facebook. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> 
Yeah, they, they can go through Facebook or uh, Instagram. E- either one is is good. Uh, that way, I'm not getting three a.m. Uh, calls. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, just like, hey, Greg, it's me, man. What are you doing? Steve. Hey, what, what's up, bro? Did you watch Raw <laughs> last night? That <laughs> would be all right, though, but I've only got one cell phone, so I better, better guard that number. <laughs> you know, we we do hear a lot, uh, and you just from talking to your buddies a lot of times. You hear the guys where they're like, hey, man, I, my grandfather got me into hunting, but, you know, he's not really accessible anymore. I think I think it's very good what you're doing, you know, not only for, for people who physically just can't get out, you know, whether it be due to an accident or just, you know, age old or age physical, or yeah. anything like that, just being able to help him get out there and, man, I'm... Uh, I don't want to get emotional, but I'm like so happy that you're out there. You got a positive attitude and you're just helping the the older generation, which is our generation should be doing. Dude, we should always be focused on helping helping our elders. Well, exactly. I think a lot of the and, problem and with like this, this certain like, that. Um, like category in the industry is nobody knows anything about it unless you're yeah. in a situation. That's true. I And I have I. I had absolutely no idea like uh, about I, Greg, the struggles. Yeah, some of the through. companies and brands and different things that you've mentioned, Greg, is like I never even heard about them. Um, I didn't even know they existed, but I'm glad they do. Like someone has obviously gone over this, and it's guys like you that have like you made your own custom mount. I'm sure you could get with a company and be like, yeah. "Hey, everyone's situation's a little different." Like I didn't realize that. Like I didn't real. You know what I mean? That yeah, you have different movement. It makes sense, but I just it's something I never thought about. Because it's a unique situation to me. I just um, figured out Eric's new dream job. He's going to be welding stuff up like this. That's actually a pretty cool job. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But, like, Greg, just, I imagine, and hopefully through this podcast, there are some people that reach out to you for help with maybe some design work or whatever it may be. But yeah. it's just it's cool that someone like you is willing to give back to help. And it, it that only makes sense. That's what we all we all should try to give back somewhere. Um, yeah. And I'm guilty of not doing that probably as much as I should. But, um yeah. Same. You know what I mean? Well, it's cool that you can help and kind of give advice, and you have a passion for it even still after everything that's happened. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, having the right equipment makes makes a big difference between success and, and failure. And if you're out there not not shooting well, and and you're falling around, and your brace isn't working, or you know your trigger activator is not going off whenever you need it to, I mean that's that's frustrating as hell. And um think about everything that has to happen to be successful on a bow hunt and then multiply that by 10 adding yeah. in a wheelchair uh sip and puff trigger that you're you know connecting to a to a uh, 12 volt battery and and hoping you know the battery's charged and yeah. you get out there and you know it's it's a lot of a lot of issues that if you think about it beforehand you can problem solve and the the time you know to do it is before you're 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 going not whenever you're in the ground blind yeah so I have a question. So when you're you're using that, I mean, what kind of calibration or like how do you do your target practice to like get everything set up just for you? Yep, I I shoot from fifty on in. So um, I belong to a local archery club, Falcon Archers, and I go out and shoot my bow from fifty in. A lot of guys will tell you, hey, they don't they don't shoot fifty yard shots, but if I got a you know really good broadside shot and it and yep. it's a ethical shot. I feel comfortable because I'm shooting within my abilities. Yep. Now, maybe maybe somebody that doesn't shoot their bow a lot, 50 yards is too much. So, 
you have to go on on what you feel comfortable with. But I shoot a lot from 50 in, and my my typical shots are you know 25, 30 yards. That's that's the sweet spot that I I like to have here. But um, being on the ground, you know, you always have to have the wind in your face. If if the wind swirls or something, uh, they're not going to stick around, and um, it's 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 difficult. But that, that's what makes it so much better, yeah. you know. But for your like trigger mechanism, like, is there any like calibrations, or is that kind of a standard? like set up thing from the factory well um it's it's just a straw so it's just like drinking a beer so <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 hold on you okay, drink beer okay. out of a straw <laughs> the hell's the matter with you i drink everything out of a straw i can't hold a glass yeah steve oh, you my dick God. Oh, God. hey let's take this oh, moment to shit on steve everybody oh, damn <laughs> greg will you please call steve an <laughs> asshole for us All right, or please do please do well, well, you know, you got to pay attention when I say my hands don't work. I mean, you know. Yeah, he said <laughs> that. Oh, hey, your hands. Steve, we went over this. Damn. Greg? I, Greg? I'm an asshole. Greg, you are allowed to? <laughs> Wait, why am I well, saying it like that? <laughs> Greg, please call me an asshole twice. Number one for that comment and for the previous comment. <laughs> dude, dude, it was just kind of an asshole comment. You're not an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, come on. You, you <laughs> let me know I'm an asshole. <laughs> he, he thought about it, and then he said it. So. Yeah, when, when we know better, we do better. So next time, next time a, God, a dude, you sound like cup. Gene Miller. <laughs> <laughs> when we have a beer together, you'll bring straws. I know <laughs> dude, I'm bringing a I'm, I'm bringing one of those like ridiculous Mickey Mouse straws that has like the nine loops. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not proud. I'll use it. <laughs> oh man, hey, Curry, you got a straw. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna continue drinking beer out of a straw. Dude, I'm about to hit you episode. in your mouth, so you got no choice, son. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. You're using the uh, reusable straws, right? Think of the turtles. <laughs> well, I, I try to do my best, but I'm, I'm not always, uh, you know, on on the ecology side there. <laughs> Steve has a pet turtle, so fuck yeah. turtles. Yeah, come on, <laughs> dude. Kurt just drinks six packs just so he can throw those things in the ocean. <laughs> no, oh my God. I, I don't. I have a soul, man. I have a heart. I have a heart. Um, but if it's just to make you feel stressed out, I'll tell people I do it, but I don't actually do that. I care for our wildlife. Think of the turtles, um, man. Greg, I apologize on Steve's behalf, um, but I love that you like. Very politely shit on him, and that, that's just... <laughs> that was the politest. Are you sure you're not Canadian? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just trying to get invited back. You know. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Steve doesn't make those decisions. Yeah, dude, right? the more I think, the more he shit on me, the more they're going to want to have you yeah. around. To be honest. Uh, so, sorry, Steve. Then you're an ass. <laughs> there it is. All right, you're on your way back already, man. We haven't even ended this episode, and you're coming back. What's some of your goals for the future, man? Like, what's a goal for the season? What's a goal for Accessible Hunter? And uh, maybe just in life. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a spring turkey. Um, I only went out a couple of times, and I kind of got skunked. So I'd really like to get a, bar- a bird in the fall um, with my crossbow. That's that's my, my first goal uh, is fall turkey in Pennsylvania. And um, ultimately, I'd, I'd love to get drawn on a tag for a Pennsylvania elk. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the lottery system in PA or not for no, elk. No, we're not. Mm-mm. Well, you, you pay like ten bucks to to get to get in uh, the lottery, and you can get preference points, you know, for every year. But they get probably a hundred thousand applications, and they pick a hundred tags. Um, but I would I'd love lifetime goals to get a get an elk. Um, I'd, I'd settle for a nice buck this year though with my bow. Um, I, I had a pretty good season last year. I I hunted Pennsylvania, and North Carolina, and Maryland. And, oh, awesome. Um, I, oh, geez, yeah. yeah. I was going to um, ask all the hunts you've been on <coughs> lately. Yeah. Well, 
when when I was first started hunting again, one of my first out of state hunts was out in Monmouth, Illinois. Um, That's like Monmouth. Are you serious? That's like thirty yeah. minutes from us. Yeah, I, I hunted out there with um, Ryan Dewey and um, LED Outdoors, I believe it was. Or yeah, uh, the, the outfitter's name was Ryan Dewey. Leased leased some land out there. And I had a great time in, in Illinois. I mean, that's the land of the big buck. Um, that, that's kind of like well, Iowa. Is, but yeah. come on now, <laughs> go to hell, Doug. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, call Doug an asshole. Come on now. That's literally Greg. That that's a, literally the, Monmouth is probably thirty minutes from our studio. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I stayed at the hotel there, and uh, they had a like this great sports bar right right across the parking lot. Yep, I know exactly where you're talking about. Where the Taco Bell is? Yep. <laughs> I know exactly where that is. Because the Farm King's right there. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Greg, you're right smack dab. You're close. You know, um, are you familiar with Austin Chandler and Ross Bigger? Um, um, I think. He doesn't I, listen enough. Um, <laughs> you're not far. Yeah, you're right in the big buck hub right oh, there yeah. for yeah. Illinois. We we had a good time out there, but it was in November and it was like this hellacious snowstorm. Yep. And there's no there's no landmarks out there for the road, so I had to use GPS to like, you know, go down the road and turn left. You know, it's going to be ten feet or whatever. I couldn't see anything, and it was like fifteen degrees. But we we had a great time. I didn't get anything the first year. The second year, I shot a really nice monster, but I shot him square in the freaking shoulder, oh. and um, it ended up not getting him. And, I'm not blaming a broadhead like like most guys do. It was a it was a piss shot, but I, I was excited and it it all happened kind of quick. And um, I took the shot, but uh, you guys have some great great hunting out that way. Yeah, Whoa. Illinois is the best. You better so. be, you better be here next season so <laughs> on, I can uh, so we can drink that beer out of a straw together and. I, I, there you go. Right. Uh, I thought he was going to say something. Dude. You paused He's, awkwardly, and uh, I paused awkwardly. I was going to say, dude, I will, I will hold the beer bong for you, and we can funnel the beer bong for you. Oh, dude, that that would be awesome. That's what we need to do. <laughs> dude, I will, uh, dude. We got to hit the full bongo when we're at the. Uh, you, you better be there at the Illinois Deer and Beer you can't Classic. Hold the guy to fly yeah. from Pennsylvania to Illinois for I'm a. Not, I'm not going to hold him to it, but it'd be nice to see you. Was that a drunk text at 2 a.m. right there? (laughs) Be nice to see you. Go ahead, Greg. Really nice to see you. I I will see what I can do. I can't make any promises, but uh, I I like to travel and I like meeting new people and and going hunting. And, you know, everybody you you learn a little bit different from, and you guys do do things different. That was the first time I used a decoy, was out there. Mm. So you you, you always pick up uh, different, different tips, more people you hunt with. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the fun thing about it, just kind of sharing different strategies and ideas and and you know, everyone the cool thing about the hunting industry or just like the hunting in general like, you know, cut the industry out of it is I might have a certain thing that I really like and it works for me and then uh Steve doesn't do anything anyway, but like Cameron <laughs> might have a plan that really works for him and they're different plans but we both find success in however we do it. So, um Right. But it's fun to break all that stuff down, and the disagreement part is what makes podcasting in the hunting realm fun and just conversations in hunting camp fun. Because if everyone's just like, oh, yeah, I hunt the same way all the time, it wouldn't be any fun to talk about hunting. No. That's exactly right, and I, I definitely hunt different than most people. You know, I sit for a living, so I can go out and, and hunt all day because I, I don't have to go up to the bathroom. I don't have to move around. I sit. The only thing I have to do is do weight shifts, which I just tilt my, my chair back like an easy chair, like a recliner, every half hour just to get pressure off my butt. 
and um, I can hunt all day. I mean, uh, so I, I've kind of got the advantage. A lot of people get tired and fidgety and want to get up and walk around and stuff, but that, that doesn't present a problem for me. You're the ultimate dude, stealth yeah. mode. Yeah. <laughs> he I'm, picked, I'm the ultimate sitter. He picked, he, <laughs> dude, he picked up the superpower we never knew we wanted. <laughs> you could, Man, yeah, you could... Damn you could it. have a buck right up next to you and you're just like, I don't got to worry about uh, getting nervous here and wanting <laughs> yeah. to like jitter a little bit. That's, it's kind of cool. It's uh, it's it's cool, man, how you've, you've taken your situation, adapted, and you're positive with it, and you're putting bolts through critters. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that is really cool, man. I can only imagine like what that what that felt like, and it, it's pretty it, awesome, man. It, it's a good time being out again. It really is. And I'm sorry I waited so long to, to get back at it. Um, I was I was kind of hesitant and you know you well, for good reason trying, man yeah i mean I, I was just trying to survive and and get through and yeah. kind of come to terms with my new body and uh, i'm glad i'm glad i'm a hunter though I, I i'm proud to be able to say that that i i get out in the outdoors and um if i can help other people you know realize that no matter what your situation there's always a way you just have to do it differently so you you know if, the, if you need a motorized mount, they have those, you know, that you use your chin and it's like a joystick and you can, you know, move it around. If you got a vision impairment, you know, we can put a phone scope on your, on your scope and have your buddy behind you, you know, telling you, okay, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. That's perfect. Shoot now. So if you're a hunter with a visual impairment, you know, any type of disability, there's a workaround if you want to get out there. Damn. Yeah. You know, Kurt, cool, I just found your dream job. So you got to design some wheelchairs that have like a PTO on the back, so these guys can get out there and plant their own food plots and stuff. Oh, I, I've, I've got the ultimate wheelchair. I mean, this thing—I call it my tank. And uh, it, <laughs> yeah, break it, that down. That's important. We got to break that down. I don't know how we didn't cover that sooner. I'm curious here of this thing. Well, I started off with an action track chair. They were one of the first manufacturers of, of treaded uh, wheelchairs, at least to my knowledge. But it was like 48 inches wide. And I couldn't fit it through a single door. Um, when I traveled out to Illinois, I had to pull a trailer behind my minivan and run a 100-foot extension cord out to the parking lot to charge the chair up at night. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, you know, you you, you got to be dedicated to, to want to do that kind of shit. Damn. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 had it, I had it for like three or four years, but I realized because I had to trailer it, and like the limitations, I wasn't using it as much as, as I, I could. So I started looking for another manufacturer and there's one in Slippery Rock PA track fab and they're only an hour from my house. And they, they make a 30 inch wide chair that'll fit through a regular doorway. Um, so I can take it into hotel rooms with me and charge it up right beside the bed in the hotel room for the hunt the next day. Um, I bought a new van this year, a ProMaster 2500. And I can get both my everyday wheelchair and my track chair in it at the same time, so I don't have to worry about a trailer anymore. Yeah. And nice. I find that since it's it's a smaller chair, it has the rehab seating, so I can lay all the way back. I can go back, get pressure off my butt, and I'm using it a whole lot more now because it's convenient, you know. Um, and there, there's a bunch of different track chairs out there. It's whatever you like. It's it's like picking a, a favorite bow or, you know, rifle, whatever you want, whatever works for you. Um, but I like the track fab chair. I, I, I use it a lot, and it, it goes anywhere I, I need it to go. I had it in a swamp in Maryland last year. I, I shot that five-point uh, and drug it out through the swamp. I shot two deer in North Carolina, drug them both out at the same time. The guides were loving no it. No way. Were, Damn, yeah, we – 
you know, we, we they were like, we we never have to uh, worry about you coming down. You drag your own deer out, <laughs> <laughs> strap strap them on the back, you know. And uh, it, it's fun to break the ice with people, and sometimes people don't want to don't want to embarrass you or ask a question that you know they, they think is offensive or something like that. But you know, I'm pretty open to stuff, and if people have a question, I'd rather they ask. Yeah, and, yeah, and be able to help somebody. You know? Well, I mean, that is kind of a. That is sort of an awkward situation for a lot of people, uh, me included. Um, but Steve definitely proved that he cr- can cross that boundary and you're still willing to stay on the yeah, spot. Sorry, man. Steve, I'm an asshole. Huh? Steve definitely wants to go hunting with you now so he can drag his gear out. I, do, I, would, I would absolutely love to go hunting with you, dude. It, that would be a blast. The only weird thing, Greg, about I think if Steve went hunting with you, he'd be like, hey, dude, can I sit on your lap while we move in here? <laughs> what, yeah, what, shit, hey, can I hitch a ride, dude? What, the good news is I wouldn't feel it. So if he's comfortable, I'm comfortable. <laughs> good Lord. Oh, Guys, I, I'm leaving on my own. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Right. It's like, dude, they're going to hear foot track. They're going to hear my feet, but they're not going to hear your tracks, man. So I'm just going to sit in your lap, and we're just going to coast in here. Slow and steady. Yeah. That thing got headlights on it? It does. Uh, <laughs> does it really change? Dude, there are these halogen lights like, like on a Jeep. They light up yeah. the forest going in and out. You, you never have to worry about a headlamp or a flashlight wow. when you're hunting. It, it's like driving a Jeep down. Um <laughs> It's awesome. It's, it's cool. <laughs> no way. That that is a, that's incredible. Actually, that's really cool, man. How it's, fast it's, does it go? It's not very fast, but it has a lot of torque. So the top speed's probably only like four miles an hour. But it, it, in the woods, that's really fast because you're going over bumps. And yeah, um, I don't I don't have any trunk control, so I have to have like a five point harness um, on whenever I'm you know going going in the woods and and stuff that keep, keeps me in, in the chair. And if you're rolling over logs and rocks and shit like that, you don't want to be going fast. Plus, I, I try to keep the noise down as much as I can. Um, I found out that hunting in the morning, that, that's not my strong suit. Um, I have to get up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to get to get ready for a morning hunt. Yeah. And if I can go out in the afternoon, I'm just, I can sneak in. Um, I don't disturb as much stuff. I was always finding that I was running stuff off through a field, you know, because the, the chair does make noise. It's it's too... too um, tank treads you know mm-hmm. so hunting in the afternoon seems to be better for me um i don't know what works better for other guys but yeah. i'm an afternoon hunter and that that way i can get up and have breakfast and and lunch and, <laughs> and then head out yeah that's cool man get out at your get out of your comfort zone and get there in time and be set up ready to throw a bolt down range yeah exactly let, let everything settle down you know and and uh, calm, calm back down so I, i've been pretty successful with the afternoon hunts yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Dude. That yeah. is cool. It's it's a re- refreshing to hear that, you know, you're getting out there. I have a buddy of mine who he had a sledding accident, I think when we were probably 18, 19. And so he was uh he was paralyzed and you know, just kind of the things that we, we've gone through, you know, just trying to go get lunch or whatever. It's it, it it's just different. It's not a struggle, but it's always like you you see the will in these guys to like, hey, I just want to keep living a normal life. I want to get back to where I'm at, which is awesome that you did where you're like, hey, I had this life. I had this thing happen, but I'm getting back to it and I'm finding happiness. Dude, that just – it tugs at my heartstrings to see that. Um, I'm just really happy that you're out there and you want to continue to help you know, other other hunters who might be in a bad situation. You're like, dude, look, it's totally doable. It You can do it. Doesn't matter what the situation is, 
get your ass out there and do it. And I, I appreciate the hell out of it. I just want to say thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. I got a little oh. emotional on this episode, and I am not going to apologize, but I'm just really happy you're out here doing this, man. I, I appreciate that, buddy. I really do. And, uh, you know, anyone can do it. It, it just takes some planning. And, and, and like any plan, you're going to have to revise it. The first, first time you go out to, to shoot your bow, something's not going to be right. You better take a toolbox with you because something needs tightened, you know, <laughs> Velcro um, uh, straps, ratchet straps, and uh, zip ties uh, are a part of my life, you know. And you just have to problem solve and, and do the best you can do. And don't don't get frustrated. That's that's the main thing. It, it's going to take time to do stuff and figure out what works best for that individual. Yeah, man, for sure. Well, thank you so much, man, for the support. Thank you so much for doing this podcast and, and sharing all this information and your story. And, um, dude, I, I'm looking forward to hearing some stories from this season. We'll have to touch base and get you on another podcast once we get into deer season a bit. Absolutely. I had so much fun talking to you guys, and it was definitely like hunting camp. You made my night. Uh, so thank you for all that you do and uh, getting people out and uh, shooting their bows. And I, I appreciate it. I love listening to you guys. So thank you. Awesome, man. We appreciate it. And don't don't hang up on the phone yet. We're going to do a circle of let's do this. Let's close out on positivity. Greg, you can either go first or last. I'll let you choose. Uh, I'll go last. <laughs> Wise choice. <laughs> we are going to start with... Doug. I knew it. I knew oh, it was going to happen. <laughs> the uh, stash. Positive note, getting my ritual set up this weekend. Oh, you haven't done that yet. I'm going to be hitting zingers for the shoot. Watch out. Coming for you. Doug is a strong shot. He's a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> you know, step up or step down. You know, move <laughs> around. Catch the smoke. Move, What's up? Come on. <laughs> Dude, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot. It's the first time I've ever said that. Got a big buck on trail camera also on the big time. Yeah, mm-hmm. buddy. Nice. Damn. Those are positive. Real big one. Cameron. Going to have a uh, another baby here in the next month. The shoot's <laughs> Yeah, like three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know. Oh, the doctor yeah. keeps moving up the freaking due date. I'm getting nervous. Yeah. yeah so don't crazy. expect to see Tank at the shoot. Hey, what, no, what, no. What's your plans look like on Sunday? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be busy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. I should be at the shoot. The way the doctor's talking, I should be there. Uh, I'll probably be sleeping, but you know, I mean, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, just shooting right. arrows in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I got a new baby. Leave hey, me alone. <laughs> tank, tank. I really hope you lose an arrow. Oh, I will. That's one thing I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doris, Doris is getting. No, you're gonna oh, kiss. Yeah. Doris is gonna. That's what I'm saying. There's a kissing huh? booth for There's Steve. If you, miss. if you miss an arrow, do you not remember that? Uh, so he uh, he forgot. He forgot something. Okay, Steve. I <laughs> uh, just want to thank Greg for coming on here. Put up with my bullshit. Apologize about that again. But uh, you're super positive, and <laughs> I'm just super happy that a gentleman such as yourself is able to do what you do. So check out Accessible Hunter. I'm super, super happy. I'm good. I'm going to go real quick. Um, I'm pumped that I'm going to hit Steve in the mouth after this podcast. <laughs> and. <laughs> We're going we're to let Greg listen to it. We're going to FaceTime him. <laughs> Sounds like a hammer-hitting meat. It's going to hammer-hitting meat. Tenderizing. We're tenderizing Steve right now. Get tenderizing some salt. that jaw. <laughs> nah, that, that is positive. Carbon TV's out. The shoot's in a month. Lots to look forward to. Um, lots to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Greg, here we are, man. Something positive. Close us out. There we go. Positive. Well, I got two more days of beach vacation. I'm going to drink an orange crush, and then I'm going to go home and shoot my crossbow and uh, get ready for fall turkey season. Very cool, man. Awesome. Wish you all the luck, Greg. Thanks, brother. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.